Today's Ringer MBA show group chat is brought to you by Google Assistant. With the Google Assistant, you can complete over a million actions on your phone, in your car, and around the house. One of my favorites is to get the latest sports info when I'm in the car and can't be messing around with my phone. With the Google Assistant, I can get the latest scores, team records, and schedules. Download the Google Assistant today. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Ryan. You're about to listen to the Ringer NBA show group chat. We recorded this Wednesday night as the Thunder climb back into their series with the Jazz. We watched that quadruple header uh, on Wednesday night and talked all about LeBron, his game-winning shot, Russell Westbrook, and playoff P coming back. We also talked a lot about the Sixers, huge surprise. We will be doing these group chats on Wednesday nights. You can watch us live on Twitter, on, on various video platforms, and then you can also listen to us late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning, however you get down. Check out the Ringer NBA show all week to just answer any playoff question, query you have. We'll be there for you. And without further ado, here's the Ringer NBA show group chat. Basketball is very good. OKC would make the finals in the East. Ben Simmons doesn't need a jumper. Terry Rozier is more clutch than Kyrie. Basketball is very good. Hello, and welcome to the Ringer NBA show. It's <laughs> Haley's had like 46 coffee shots. It's Haley O'Shaughnessy, Jason Concepcion, Justin Barrier in the back. Paolo, Shocker, Keith! The man, the myth, the legend. We are here. The Thunder and the Jazz just wrapped earlier. LeBron James, LeBron James all over the Pacers. We're going to talk about everything that happened tonight, everything that's been going on in the playoffs. Uh, I just want to take a quick sip. Of all the haters' tears. <laughs> Take yeah, that, Thunder Raiders. I've been living with this all night. Justin and Jason, to some extent Haley, although I think you're just like kind of tweaked on caffeine to this point. It's also more pro-Donovan than anti-Russ. Pro-Donovan wow. than anti-Russ. Yeah. No hate. It's, um, it's more anti-Presty than anything. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's just been like, I feel like we've had this very perceptible shift in public opinion where everybody seems to just want the thunder out of here as fast as possible. They want PG-13 out of there as fast <laughs> as possible. They want Mello to be in his $28 million sarcophagus <laughs> in Oklahoma City. Can you explain to me before we get to their <laughs> massive victory what the sort of general turn against the thunder is? I think just pure luck is what ended up happening. No, I mean, first of all, Mello was not playing in the game, and that seemed <laughs> to spark a little bit of something with this Thunder team. And then obviously Rush was just unconscious. We were talking about this before we went on. Seemed like the Jazz were playing pretty sound defense. Yeah. And as someone who is a Sixers fan, Chris Ryan, yeah, sure. you seem to you would be able to appreciate process over results. And I think it's just the, the case where Mel where Russ hit a bunch of mid-range jumpers and, and that really is you just gotta tip your hat to him. They were down 25 and they didn't quit, which you have to admire because that looked it's like always good to not quit. Well, there was a moment there where <laughs> Paul How important was this game? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> I would say, of the games that have been played so far, the most important right. one this season. Jason, do you feel like the Thunder are somehow become like the, the like the kicking, like they're just getting kicked around a lot by NBA fans? Just, or is that just like a basketball Twitter thing? And it's actually like for the most part, people still love Russ, and people want to see the Thunder more than they want to watch. I think a lot of it is, uh, just like the natural life cycle of a NBA player. Mm -hmm. You know. When a player is younger and the stakes are lower, it's just a lot of fun. I think Chris Paul is a great example of this. Of like, hey, point God, we love him, he's great. And then it's all of a sudden he's a joke and he never got to the conference finals, right. get this guy out of here. I think with Russ, 
it's a similar dynamic at play. He's one of the most exciting players, if not the most exciting player in the league. The athleticism is thrilling. His will to win is, like, truly inspiring. And at the same time, like, you've got to balance that with... Uh, the reality that it's... Better. Yeah, like, he's just a hard fit with a winning basketball right. team at the highest level. Yeah, yeah I, I would say two things. I think it's the old analytics versus the traditional sort of yeah. way of looking at the league sure. playing out again. But also, Russ is a lightning rod. He's he like, is. sometimes he's a jerk. And, so, and when he's not a jerk and you're on the opposite side of that, he's just a very loud personality. So he's going to be divisive for that reason. But you can have, I mean, you can do the whole advanced analytics thing and his usage rate and everything. But also, we've seen before how he just kind of like stops at the perimeter after he gives the ball yeah. up. And that's very much like just the eye test. 45, 15, assi- 15 boards and seven assists tonight. Don't you think also like that, I think you were talking to me about this earlier, about where it's like part of it is like rather than giving the Jazz the credit and some of the players on the Jazz like Ricky and Donovan, the credit that they deserve, we're like more obsessed with how they've put together the wrong pieces on the Thunder. Yeah, definitely. And I think that the whole thing about Melo was like nobody really thought that he would fit there in the first place. Yeah. And then, you know, he had all the heat about like, I'm not going to come off the bench, and then it wasn't really working out. And nobody <laughs> thinks that the team is controllable. And so I think it's just everyone thought that the pieces were, weren't going to fit in the first place. Also, they had so much pressure, and they still do, about Paul George right. staying yeah. because yeah. They, obviously, like a first round out is not going to impress well, him. I, I was, you know, I thought that they would come back. Pretty early, although I thought that they were dead for a while. But then I thought they looked like they just had a little bit of momentum and it was way too early. And when Gobert got in foul trouble, obviously Gobert is this series. He stops. Danny wrote about this. Gobert stops everything the Thunder want to do, which is that relentless push towards the basket and then kicking it out to shooters. Right, and he was out for how long during that run? Most of it. Most of it. But I, I think that a lot of it has to do with Russ is sort of carrying the water for the mistakes of the franchise itself. So whether it's Harden, whether it's Durant walking, whether it's Presti gilding the lily a little bit for take and getting mellow when he, you know, and on it, like, would you rather have Ennis Cantor or Mello right now? That's that's like a legitimate question. That's a, yeah. Ennis Cantor was there, yeah, so he would obviously rather be back. Especially yeah. the way Jeremy Grant is playing yeah, right. in this series. They have Ennis Cantor spiritually in his right. heart. Ennis Cantor will right. always be a thought. Which is Honestly, all... that's, that's the best part about Ennis Cantor. Right, that's what the, that's all they had of him last series when they couldn't play him. <laughs> yeah. play so him. this isn't all that different. The inverse of the Thunder supporting cast maybe not being up to par mm-hmm. is that the Jazz's guys, like their frontline scorers, really kind of wilted down the stretch there. There's something yeah. Haley was saying. And I think that's the problem you have with this team. Yeah, they have the defense that can support them, sustain them for yeah. three wins in this series, but all of a sudden it gets into kind of a, a tit-for-tat sort of scoring fest, and they don't have a guy they can turn to. Mitchell tried to, yeah. and it just didn't seem like he had that edge to like go toe-to-toe with Russ. Sounds a lot like the first game that we watched tonight, which was Pacers-Caps, hey. which is like a really cool, dynamic young team who has a lot of interesting players who are yeah. still early in their development, but at the end of the day, none of them are named LeBron. Right, and if Victor Oladipo is having a rough game, like yeah. you can't turn to Miles Turner. Yeah. His face at the end of the game was like, I can't believe I just witnessed that happening. Right. I don't think anybody at the queue or anybody who were recently arrived on... Even LeBron's teammates were like, I can't believe I'm seeing this in person. Yeah. This is amazing. That was also, to me, This is, and I don't mean to make this sound weird, the second most impressive thing he did look tonight. 
Because the most impressive was that 360 oh, pass that was crazy. Yeah. he made that didn't yeah. result in a basket. I thought you were going to say not get Cole for an obvious goaltend. Yeah, which he sort of copped to. <laughs> was it obvious, though? A in, little bit. In, and in you replay, just reviewed the play. In replay, it was obvious. Yeah, for, yeah. for sure. Um, we want well, to talk. After, I want to point out that after the in the press conference, he said, yeah, it was definitely a goaltend. <laughs> well, he he, he can say that, that now so. because they won the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, what is our sort of investment in LeBron James? Does it distort whether the East is any good? I mean, this has only been 24 hours since the Sixers, yeah. so I think like you know we have to take like, a step back here. But right. we were talking earlier about how like the East is still LeBron and everyone else in terms of that that like kind of marquee eye-grabbing talent. You're still hearing Jimmy, is what you're saying. Oh, I am. You're hearing me <laughs> in yeah. your ears all the time. No, I mean, if anything, I walked away from that earlier game just thinking, like, wow, the East is is still pretty bad. Yeah. It took, a like, an epic LeBron performance, probably one of the best we've seen from him in years, uh, to even bring that win back to the Cavs. And the Pacers on the other side, Victor Oladipo, was pretty much shut down the entire night. A lot of these teams just don't have the frontline talent. So a yeah. team like the Sixers just stands out because they have a few guys where a lot of these guys are just relying on just one person. I will say across the board, nobody's really winning convincingly. No. Yeah. No, really like who's not. the best team in the playoffs? I mean, the overall. like watching them, you're like, that's the best team. Forget record, forget anything else. <laughs> I just showed you tape. I mean, the Sixers? Sixers, yeah, Pelicans swept. It was supposed swept. to be the Rockets, and yeah. then it's like James Harden's having these weird start to games where we're like, yeah. this is what happened last year. And the Rockets Stephen A thought you were drugged. Yeah. yeah. And the Rockets don't burn your eyebrows off. Like, no. you're not like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, they scored 50 points in a quarter, and it was like threes and foul shots. So you're just yeah. like, okay, cool. Like, wow, this, I didn't even notice. They're up by 20. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another reason I think that. When we watched that Cavs game, we thought, okay, the East is really bad, is because everyone except LeBron on the Cavs is playing really poorly. Right. Like, yeah. remember, we looked at J.R. Smith had zero points. He took like seven <laughs> shots. Jose Calderon. Like, five of them were threes. Yeah. Jose starting. Yeah. Cal Corver starting. These are not guys we expected to be in the rotation yeah. at this point in the season. <laughs> going into they, the would, season. they would mix in Hood, Hill. Tristan. 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 Well, Tristan. TT's just been wherever. Yeah. Uh, you know, Clarkson and Nance, like those guys are playing bit minutes. They're playing like Fultz minutes, like in, in second and third quarters right. to, to spell guys. And LeBron isn't even coming out for that much. You know, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Minutes tonight. So let's talk a little bit about yeah. this minutes thing, which is right. this. The, the shortening of the rotation in the playoffs that happens naturally every year. But then there are some coaches who still find creative ways to either alleviate some plus minus yeah. stuff, like where it's like, oh, we cannot not have Russ on the floor. We can't, like, we're going to die if we have LeBron off the floor. But, like, the Sixers are playing a fair amount of guys, and they're, they're loosening up, like, the rotation a little bit. Washington, Milwaukee, and especially Cleveland, they're just like, look... We got five dudes. We have nothing else. Yeah. Six, maybe. And this is it. It's kind of funny because, like, when you look over at the Minnesota game and you see, like, Derek Rosen, and they started the fourth quarter with, like, like all reserves, which, like, is kind of weird for Tibbs. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, you guys are the team that's supposed to have this reputation. But instead, like, John Wall played the entire second half, which is ridiculous. He I, also played 44 minutes, and he was obviously very tired. I think it's a function of, like, just those teams just having much heavier expectations than the right. Sixers. Yeah. The Sixers are playing with house money. Also, coaches maybe coaching for their jobs. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it's like, there's a possible Brooks, Tibbs, I'm not saying, like, any of these guys are going to fire, but those guys are much less strong positions than, like, Pop, Kerr, maybe even Brett after yeah. the, the season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, 
they could decide to clean house in Washington this year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not out of the question. I and mean, if, in the Sixers and Heat, that was much more of a chess match yeah. than anything yes, else. They totally. had a lot of pieces. Maybe, like, a Tyler Johnson isn't on the level of some of the guys that the Sixers have, but there was a lot maybe? of mixing. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Well, maybe Dario. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of mixing and matching and just, like, someone going small and someone kind of trying to counter that. Whereas a lot of these teams, they really just have their base lineup or, like we said before, just one guy. You have a LeBron and that's it. Can you I ask know? a quick yeah. question? Just speaking of Tyler Johnson before I forget. <laughs> My what? guy caked up. How intense <laughs> would your work life have to be? How like much much would you have to love your job? Okay. That you would put off dental surgery. I thought you were going to ask. Tyler about the Johnson beard. teeth is the second thing that propagates when you put Tyler Johnson. Why are into we Google? talking about this guy just being like, I'm just going to be a toothless <laughs> vagrant for this entire series? He does have fifty million. <laughs> There's got to be like someone that could create some fronts for him down in Miami. That seems like a thing they do there. We were talking about this before we went on air. The contracts that were doled out when the cap went up, yeah. it's like it's like the conversation you have. It's the second night in Vegas. It's like the second <laughs> night in Vegas, the second hour of a Molly trip yeah. when you're like, let's open a bar in the Caymans. I'm going to write a great American novel yeah. down in the Caymans. Not that any of us have no, done No, 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 you and him tonight. We're going to write it tonight and do it now. <laughs> Tyler Johnson is totally worth it. 50 million. I love this kid. Um... <laughs> We'll, we'll talk, obviously, like more as we go on about yeah. the Thunder and the Cavs. Uh, I, I don't mean this is a bit. Any any observations you want to share from uh, Washington Raptors or Minnesota Houston? <laughs> um, okay, this is kind of sort of related, kind of unrelated. I'm curious what who you guys think is more on the hot seat, Brooks or Donovan? Uh, Billy Donovan? That's a tough <sighs> one. Yeah, what do you yeah. think, Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Don, are, we, are we sure Donovan Mitchell can do it? In, Let's in get stage? it out of here. No, J- um, Jason is not a big fan of Billy Donovan, and he's been expressing his. No, much. no, no, that's not true. I just don't think <laughs> Billy Donovan. I just. Are you worried you're gonna bump into Billy Donovan? Jason, later? Jason was looking up his contract details before I went on. I just want to put this out there. He has two years left. I'll say this about Billy Donovan. I don't. I just don't. Like, does he have the juice to be like Russ? I'm gonna bench you if you don't do this. Or Mello, you have to, like, I don't think he does, like, institutionally. And I feel like his seat is hotter simply for the fact that uh, the next step after either firing or not firing Donovan is, like, is Sam Presti any good? Mm. So I feel like Sam Presti has to fire Donovan if they flame out because the only other thing after that is people start asking, like, is Sam Presti any good? Someone's to blame, yeah. I just want more context because we look at Scott Brooks and he, he's doing similar things with Washington that he did in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Yes, yes. I would like to see Billy Donovan in another team yeah. setting that doesn't have Russ, where he has such an indomitable personality that kind of rules everything the and Bulls, like kind of stops you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. From like putting in your own system. Fred Hoiberg has done yeah. pretty well with lesser guys yeah. now that Jimmy Butler and some of the other guys are kind of out of there. I would just I mean, to be a fly on the wall for any of these situations of like. Like what's the difference between Hoiberg and Stevens? What's the difference between Smolstra yeah. and yeah. Uh, Billy Donovan? And could any of these guys, if you switch them, walk up to Russ and be like, you play my way or we're going to trade you or mm-hmm. whatever? And and that that's the big question because everybody always says Billy Donovan has this elegant side-to-side offense, but they have Russ, and Russ is always going to be... The yeah. thing is, is that most teams in the NBA would rather have Russ than Billy Donovan. You know what I think... It also plays into it is that 
Popovich is very much in control of that organization, yeah. whereas Russ is in control of the Thunder organization. Well, he has all the leverage. Right, exactly. Nobody's coming to see Billy Donovan coach. Yeah. Paolo, did you have a, a tweet yeah. about well, Russ? Well, first of all, I just want to say for the record, if I had to blog, I would put off dental surgery. Just, just, Thanks, just, so, just so you would know that. <laughs> I appreciate um, that. But this is a question from, tw uh, from Twitter. Justin says, not Justin Barrier, but just another Justin. Oh. Uh, what do you Great think guy. Russ liked more, the Thunder comeback or his stat line? You guys are wild again. <laughs> I know. You guys were eating out of this dude's hands for years, I just like I did. And then all, all of a sudden, something happened. Well, here's what People happened. People evolved. The, te the and now team you're like, oh, evolved. Stat hunting. Yeah. He's stat hunting. It's not, he's not stat he, hunting. Now he has good teammates where the, like, the reason why... He won that game. Yeah, but he lost a few of the other ones before. The reason why they're down in the first place is because of him. And now he has the help that everyone said he didn't have last year, which is why we all voted for you, him for MVP. He's been dragging Mello for months. <laughs> oh, so They were good. Mello is the thing that's going to save. They got to <laughs> emphasize Mello? Well, Paul George Mello's specifically. Mello's on the bench for that run. Okay, okay. I like. I, I see what you're saying. I, I Look, I just think that, like, if you want to get real about it, I bet that we'd find a lot more stat hunting than we actually think is out there. It just so happens that Russ is egregious about the rebounds and stealing them from Steven Adams. But you're trying to tell me like Dame or Towns this or is, any of these guys don't yeah. have incentives in their deals where it's like, yeah. I'm freaking Ben Simmons might be stat this is hunting, like, man. If you're the Patriots and like everybody's cheating, this is like, that's the, you're basically doing the same thing essentially. Like everybody's stat hunting. Yeah, but this is like, I, I am, but the Patriots were cheating. That's the difference. Um, let's do a little bit of NBA fact or fiction. Okay, sure. so we have a couple okay. of concepts, and you guys tell me, is it fact or is it fiction? And let's start with one that I have no real like uh, personal investment in. Uh, the Sixers are the best team in the East. Oof. Uh, yeah, definitely. You can be the favorites. That's fact. Yeah, they are because they're. it's never been against LeBron, but they're so much more complete. And he played, he's averaged this, mu this many minutes all season. Now he's playing 44 and he did what he did. Like, you can't keep this up. It's, it, it's not sustainable. And this is the least he's ever had to work with. So he's having to do the most. So he's going to go six or seven against the Pacers. And then he's going to have to play Toronto, probably. And probably go six six against Toronto or seven against Toronto, and then he gets Boston. Toronto, Toronto, right now the howls. I can hear them. Then beat Washington, man. Like just beat somebody. Put out their misery. Like that's Washington team is begging to get their asses. Catch it next on ESPN News. Washington Raptors being relegated to ESPN News at six is ridiculous. Jason, fact or fiction? I just want to hear from you. I, I think it's fact, but I'm not like, I'm not authoritative authoritative about it. I think the Sixers are the most dangerous team in the East for sure. Just because like they're so young, they're so dangerous and they like they have no pressure on them. They have no pressure on them. They don't care. They play so free and easy. And well, they, you know, like they never get tight because they're just like, yeah, we've already come so far. They haven't gotten tight yet, yeah. but I feel like the expectations are mounting. Whereas before it was all found money, like, yeah, we weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs yeah. at this point. Yeah. But now you have JoJo coming out and saying, well, we're on course to make the finals now. You have the whole Meek Mill thing. There's like, there's definitely <laughs> the a Mill. buzz around it that's creating... Meek Mill has put more <laughs> pressure on the Too Sixers. Too much pressure now. Meek Mill is that's out. <laughs> I expect that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's out of prison. He needs something to, like, go to do Let now. me give you the reasons why this is a fact. I can't see anybody beating them four times in seven games. They've lost <laughs> once like... in like two months. 
And you're talking about the top line talent that can win games. I mean, Ben and Joel are like, we're not talking about Oladipo and Miles Turner. We're not talking about Donovan and Ricky Rubio. We're talking about the frigging Magic Johnson and Akeem Olajuwon. I'm ready to move to the Caymans and open the bar. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Fact or fiction, the Cavs will go as far as Ty Lue takes them. Okay, I'm gonna jump in here and I'm gonna say fiction simply because I don't know what else he has to do here. He's basically playing the guys he has available. Yeah. George Hill like isn't available and he might be what their fourth best player. Here are the guys that they Kevin did not. Kevin Love doesn't have a thumb. <laughs> he only has nine digits. Yeah. Here are the guys that they didn't play tonight. Ante Zizic, yeah. Chetty Osman, Tristan Chetty. Thompson, Kendrick Pershing. Give like, me the, what other give guys me the are you mixing on Nance Clarkson and Hood? I don't have that box uh, score. Nance, 18, 18 <laughs> minutes for Nance. 18 minutes for Nance. 20, a big 2-0 for my guy Rodney Hood. Same for Jeff Green. Jordan Clarkson, 14 minutes. J.R. Smith, 0 points, 0 made field goals in 32 minutes, Jesus. 0 free throws. How many like assists and rebounds? Well, this is plus minus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 2, plus 2. Plus 2. <laughs> I don't understand. Is it positive? Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I just don't know what other moves Ty Law has available to him. Yeah, He's basically just throwing whoever's out there, whoever's the the hot like hand at that point. Seti Osman should play. What do you think? Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Seti should play. LeBron loves him. Yeah. He, I, he needs I, to be ready to chest bump him when LeBron does something well. Oh, my God. Yeah. We'll talk about that. That was amazing. Yeah. I think that... Um, it's fact in so much as like when he does things like puts Jeff Green back out in fourth quarters. I think that's coaching malfeasance. That's yeah, crazy. I think it, I think it's about practice. I don't think it's that much. I don't think it varies that much. I just don't think anything he's going to do matters that much. Um, okay, another fact or fiction, and this one was admittedly written when they were up by about twenty-five points. Yeah. The Jazz are the new Spurs. Wow. Yeah, it's hard for me to. At, at first, like when I was watching it and they were up by that, I was like, fact. <laughs> Quinn is the new pop, like, Donovan is this new, like, player is just going to, like, be in the system and support everything and, like, be all about this team, even though they're in Utah. Maybe, like, in two years. Two years. Maybe they're in two, two years. years away from being two yeah, years Yeah, and away. I'm not even saying that they won't win the series. Honestly, I still think that they're going to win the series. I think but, the Spurs are the new Spurs. Yeah. That's oh, what I'll say. Man. This is incredible. Good the Spurs stuff. are too dramatic to be the Spurs now. Which is an incredible <sighs> thing to say. In 2018, yeah. the Spurs are, are a drama factory. Well, I mean, but at the same time, they still made the playoffs. And if you look at the team that they put out there yes. in the playoffs, it's just incredible that they were even able to hang. That last game was down to the wire, even though like their like, third leading score was Rudy Gay. Manu yeah. is 40, yeah. still keeping them in yeah. these games. I mean, what they've done is low-key impressive. The next... Whoever the next Spurs is needs to, they need to win 50 games for 10 years before anybody calls them the next Spurs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just think that in terms of manufacturing dudes like yeah. Royce O'Neal, playing like, outside yeah. of a small market, and frankly, yeah. like, surviving the exit of, of, you know, a franchise player, which I guess the Spurs never really had to grapple with, but never really added a franchise player either outside of anything yeah. with the draft. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's really impressive. The last factor fiction, we haven't really talked about this team in a while. Are the Warriors still the team to beat? The Warriors are still the team to beat. Is that fact or fiction? Yeah, that's fact. We just, I think we just forget about them. And something that Justin and I have been talking about lately is that also they're kind of in the background because it hasn't been as easy for them as it should have been. Like, it, they're definitely still the major threat, but it's just like, okay, you didn't sweep the Spurs. They don't even have Kwai. Like you said, like, Manu's like, 
a guy who's been bald for like a decade and a half and you're still letting him like <laughs> wow. win games. Right. Wow! Like, it's just like, okay, like you guys should have swept them. Like that much is clear. And it's just kind of like their entire season is, okay, like all of a sudden like Steph quietly has had like three ankle injuries and it's scary and we don't even know if he's going to be back by the beginning of the next series. So nothing's really been easy for them. That being said, I mean, they still have Kevin Durant. Yeah. So I they mean, are still the team to beat. The t- they are the team to beat. It is a fact. I mean, the Rockets kind of have an easier path. Yeah. Which is the other kind of wrinkle here. they don't have to deal here. with Anthony Davis. Right, yeah. I mean, the Pelicans, as we've been saying, might be the hottest team in the NBA right now. Yeah. And they prevent they provide matchup problems for the Warriors, especially if Steph isn't going to be there. Whoever comes out of the, the Jazz Thunder series might have gone to six, seven games now. Yeah. Uh, you wonder if the Thunder, as we've seen before, get into these sort of situations. If you see the Jazz, who just don't have the top level of talent to kind of keep up. With a team like the Rockets, this could be a short series for the Rockets and creates an advantage for them. Do you think that there's a little bit of um, March Madness going on in these playoffs where we're right on the precipice of Utah? We've got New Orleans in the next round. We could have Utah in the next round at the expense of Russ. That there could be a little bit of virus remorse. Like, you know how sometimes in the final, in the NCAA tournament, you're like, oh my God, the Cinderella teams. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, wait. Duke and Kansas and Kentucky are out. I'm not watching this anymore. Like, what happens if it's New Orleans versus Utah in the Western Conference Finals? I honestly think that that would be more exciting than some of the Eastern Conference matchups we could have. Some some wild Western Conference uh, upset the apple cart. Yeah, because it's like, honestly, like, Paulo and I say this all the time, like, we find Utah very fun to watch. Donovan's super flashy. Joe Jingles. <laughs> Joe Jingles. I mean, I think that they're very fun to watch. Joey Pelicans Jangles. are super fun to watch. The East, though, could have some really, really boring matches. I think that I think the next round, I, it's really actually, and I say this <laughs> with all sincerity, a shame that the Celtics are not closer to full strength. Oh, because for sure. I yeah. think it would have just made this. It would have just made the Eastern Conference thing so much more exciting. Yeah. If it was Sixers versus Kyrie. And then LeBron versus a good Raptors team, and they were they were firing. They had Van Vliet, and they were coasting. And then there was some either LeBron versus Kyrie in the Eastern Conference Finals, Sixers like Ben Simmons yeah. versus LeBron. That would have been great. Well, I mean, along like, with that dream, it'd be great if the Bucks were, you know, yeah. coached by someone who could like actually turn their talent. You don't, into didn't you don't, what about what about Mr. Joey Prunz? You don't like Joe Prunz? Joey Prunz? Joe Prunz? You sold me a tempo in Joey 1991. Prunz? It was amazing. I guess the, the only good side of, of the East being so down is we get a team like the Sixers. Yeah. Like, in mm-hmm. any other year, would they pop the way that they have? Like, th- this is kind of the give and take of it. Yeah, like if Detroit had, like, kept it together and maybe had Blake for the whole season. You got a Rockets one. Um, yeah. This is no shots of Sean Yu, but kind of shots of Sean Yu. Are the rock the Rockets are soft, and we should be worried about them. Whoa! That they did that they had a little bit of trouble at least with the Wolves because we soft? all thought it was going to be a sweep. So I fact think. or fiction are the rock are the Rockets yeah. soft? Huh. Yeah, I'm somewhere in between. It's very troubling to me the starts that James Harden had. Well, the team they probably don't want to face now is the Jazz. Like, they're probably rooting for Russ and all those guys more than anyone. So yeah. Because you have Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors, one of the biggest front lines mm-hmm. in the league, who are going to bash Clint Capella and Luke Richard. God, I can't say his name. Luke Richard Mbamute might not be available for that mm-hmm. series, and it kind of throws them off. I think that while I wouldn't go so far as to call the Rockets soft, it is notable that the three major figures in that team have never gotten it done. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's why yeah. we're, that's James why Harden we're, disappeared in yeah. Game Six in shocking fashion. Chris Paul never been doing conference finals, mm-hmm. and 
Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, it's like so is Mike D'Antoni. Is like yeah. wakes yeah. up every day smiling that he didn't have to see Popovich right, in the yes. first round. You know, honestly though, it is kind of hard to call a team soft who like can drive through to the rim like that. Yeah, they scored fifty like points that. in a quarter. Yeah, yeah I did, and, I, and the I think the issue with them is they seem like a team that's best when they're like coasting downhill, and we haven't seen them get tripped up yet. Like, there's not a lot of pedaling uphill with Houston. They don't fight through it. They they pour on these 30-point runs, mm-hmm. and you're just like, well, I guess that's just where the game's over. But you haven't seen them in this, like, dogfight yet. Yeah, and it, right. that, that'll come. Today's episode of the Ringer NBA show group chat is brought to you by SeatGeek. Buying tickets can be complicated and confusing, but there is a simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event, whether you're catching your favorite musician on tour, shopping for the perfect gift, or searching for a last minute deal to see your favorite team. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Nothing beats being there in person for the biggest plays of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, We were robbed of playoff basketball in lovely Los Angeles, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Gabe Kapler's galaxy brain Philadelphia Phillies come through to Dodger Stadium, and that's, I'll just be using SeatGeek to get tickets for that. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever by saving you time and money, searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals, and to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every SeatGeek purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code RINGERNBA. That's promo code RINGERNBA for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, right seat, right now, right from your phone. And now, back to group chat. Speaking of these kinds of like obstacles that teams have, let's talk a little bit about what kryptonite some of these playoff teams might face. Like, what's okay. it, what's the thing that could undo one of these teams? What is it about? What is it for Houston? Is it is it a physical team? Is it a team with a big front line? Like, what's their kryptonite? Yeah, I think it's that, and I think it's what you were alluding to before. Just any slight adversity. Yeah, Seems yeah. like earlier in that first round series with the Wolves. When things got a little tight, you started to worry about guys like Chris Paul. And like in that game one where it went down to the wire because it threw away the ball at the end there. I do wonder if they get into those sort of situations, if that history is going to start to mount, especially with guys like Chris, especially with guys like James Harden. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's how a, how a series is reft also, I think, just because of like the way they're... Uh, their strategy of relying so much on on free throws yeah. and threes. So like, you just you'll see the refs play outside. They the have like a reverse too. bad boys thing. Yeah. The bad boys yeah. used to be like you can't call everything, so we're just gonna foul the shit out of you every play. The Rockets are like we're gonna hunt for a foul on every shot, and you're gonna have to call some of them. Right. It's kind of it's kind of it, so I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. We saw a little bit of this tonight with Jamal Crawford. Kind of like slamming into Chris Paul, standing over. Yeah, I'm sure that they squashed that. Nobody likes Chris Paul, not even like his boys from his old teams. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Is Chris Paul, can you put him on tilt? If you get in his head, if you take him out of the game a little bit, don't, don't you think like Paolo, I mean, we've seen over the years, like, like people can get under Chris Paul's skin. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to the Jazz 
or the Thunder. Like, I feel like both teams could do that in the next round. Maybe more so the Thunder, given how, you know, crazy Russ is. But I think, like, if you want to kind of nitpick the, the, the Rockets, I feel like that's the one thing you could be like, that's something that you could throw them off their game, getting Chris Ball agitated Bring in some way. Bring the ghost up, man. Yeah, Just exactly. like be like, yo, you guys got to prove it. You it's haven't like, made we're it to the conference final. freak you out and see if you have the, the steal for it. The, the team who I think I, I like you would expect because they're so young to have a similar problem, but based on the fact that they squared off with a like MMA black belt fighter <laughs> this week, mm-hmm. it's like the Sixers didn't wilt. Yeah. yeah. Like that last Miami game, they were like, Let's slap Ben Simmons in the head. Let's yeah. undercut him in the yeah. first two minutes. Every foul is going to be as hard as possible. We're throwing Bellinelli into the stands, and I'm sure all the Miami fans out there would probably be like, well, there was this and this and this. Mm-hmm. But the Sixers didn't seem to be, like, phased at all by that situation. So what do you think their kryptonite is? Like, Jason, can you think of, like, hmm. aside from, like, stepping on Embiid's mask? I mean, just he- like health, you know? Like, if can Embiid keep this up? Can he play this these type of minutes? What happens when somebody's like, well, what if I elbow Embiid in the face through his mask? Let's just see. Like, I, does Jeez, that I'm trying to think if, of which, which Celtic I know, would like, do if, that. If that yeah. didn't happen with Miami, I'm not sure that that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I agree, bad. but I'm just saying, like, like, I really think it's, it's health. With yeah. Just so you look at their lineup, it's out. Yeah, because if Joe's not out there or Ben isn't out there for one of those games against kind of more of an upper-level team, like the Cavs, for instance, uh-huh. I do wonder if they could pull off the same thing. Because my kryptonite that I wrote down was talent and experience. Yeah. A team that not only has some of the horses to go up against some of those frontline guys that the Sixers have, but they also have the playoff experience that they could lean to. Whereas the Heat, they kind of had one or the other. Yeah. Wade, obviously, has been there before. But he just doesn't have the same juice to do that throughout. Miami the juice one time with Wade <laughs> having the game of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's it, it'll be interesting. The thing that's funny though, when you say that, is if the Sixers face Boston next week, yeah. they'll have a similar job that they did with Miami. They're not going to know. Boston does such a good job of throwing these different combos of people at you. Yeah. They're not going to be like, oh yeah, it's like this one guy we're concentrating on, right? Uh, yeah. The thing that Boston. The edge that Boston would have, if you could call it an edge against a uh, potential Sixers series, is just they can throw multiple bodies like at at the Sixers' top players. Yeah, they have guys who are, they can just give them yeah. looks. What team are you most worried about? Yeah, for the Sixers. Yeah, the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> the '86 Celtics. <laughs> when, they, when they enter into yeah. basketball Valhalla and they only play all-time games, um, I think I'm, I'm. It's like LeBron. LeBron's been in the finals seven yeah. times. I'm yeah. worried about LeBron just being like. F no, this is my, right. this is still my my run. Um, what do you think about? We joke about the Warriors. Like, the Warriors seem to have like been like waiting to be properly motivated. It's got to be Steph. Steph not coming 100%. back. Is the yeah, or, I mean, even if he comes back and he's not hundred percent. I mean, this is the ankle injury. You know, I, I'm surprised people aren't putting like putting more gravity on this issue. Like, mm. this was the ankle that almost like ruined his career. So there's no, t- I mean, if it's taking this long, there's no telling if, you know, they're like, okay, it'd be really good if you could just come back as soon as possible. Obviously, it's the playoffs. So if he comes back and he's not 100%, you know what I mean? Like, that's. I just wonder what they're going to do when they don't have the best player in the series. Because we saw when they lost that finals. Ooh. You think Anthony Davis is right now playing better than Kevin You think Anthony Davis Durant? is better than Kevin Durant? I think right now he's playing better than Kevin Durant. He's definitely, Ooh. the mentality is definitely stronger than I Kevin mean, Durant. Kevin Durant is not the aggressive. AD is a top three offensive player. He's a top three defensive player. Would you make the Ke- argument that Kevin Durant is Kevin a top Durant two is- offensive player and a top five <laughs> defensive player? Yeah. No, this is a good argument Great to be team. having. Do you think that the best player... The best player in the series with Rondo and Drew 
outweighs Kevin with Clay and Draymond. It could. And I think the problem is when you don't have stuff, you just don't have those insurmountable numbers of those yeah. type of guys. When all five of the best Warriors are on the court, it's just almost impossible. Like throughout history, we maybe don't have a lineup to counterbalance that. But when he's not out there, he changes what they do a lot. And now maybe you're playing Iguodala like they did in the first round right. at point guard, mm -hmm. and it changes things up. It makes it easier for the Pelicans to play a guy like Rondo, a non-shooter, and makes yes. it easier for them to go a little bit smaller in the backcourt and, and maybe try to create an advantage by being smaller than the Warriors, being in a death lineup in the way that the Warriors actually can't match up with. Um, the death lineup now is actually Ilyasova, Bellinelli, <laughs> uh, Simmons, Redick, and Covington. Mm. Um, does this Warriors team have uh, that Pistons after we won the finals vibe? That some of those teams that we've seen over the last like 15 years where you're like, are you a little bit bored with doing this like as a group? Or do you think that, because the Durant thing was supposed to be this infusion. Yeah. I think that the question about whether or not they're mentally engaged has been asked a lot, and I think they've been forced to answer that question, and hence it has become a storyline. Well, Steve Kerr commented on yeah. it made a storyline. Yes, I think that, but that felt like almost like it was like challenging. Like it would be right. like these guys are still having an amazing season, considering the fact that Durant and West and and uh, Curry have missed time, and Draymond's having an off season. And he was like, "But it's them. It's them not getting like doing the right things mm -hmm. every night." Well, I think like the that narrative has kind of always been around Curry, like. Right. It's just a dude who's like super talented and doesn't need to throw the behind the pass back pass all the time, but yeah. kind of does because he like zones out. Right. Um, I think that that's just like the nature of that team and those guys. They're yeah. just like super, super, super talented. They can score anytime they want, so they kind of zone out sometimes. I'm not sure that that's an all the way bad thing. You know, that's a good. It's a it, good thing for the NBA because we get right. to see the Warriors in a competitive series. And plus, they have like you know, that's part of why Draymond is so important to that team. He's the one guy that's like, hey, like I'm gonna talk a lot of shit, so you guys better back me up. Yeah, but he he's arguably also their kryptonite. Oh, always, for sure. Yeah. You know, so yeah. He as much as he does, he's also a risk. Pally, did you have any kryptonites you wanted to throw out there for these teams yeah. or any of the teams that are remaining? Just going back to the Sixers for a little bit, I was looking at yeah, kind by of, all means. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at their schedule <laughs> both through the end of the season. I have a re response to this, but go okay, ahead. but you you know where I'm going with this. That they beat up on bad teams. They did, but also I just don't think I think we're we're you're making the Heat out to be something greater than they actually were, and I hmm. do I do think the wins were impressive. I don't think they've played a good team yet. <sighs> I hear you. I respect you. Automatically means you don't, but I'll take it. No, I. Both of those things are true. I think that the sustained amount of excellence that they've been putting forward, like this run, outpaces any like. Oh, but they were beating up on the Mavericks and the Magic and the Hawks. I mean, you can. You, nobody wins this many games in the NBA, or is not good. Mm -hmm. When the Heat or like the yeah. Warriors go on runs, we're not like, well but they were beating like lesser talent. Like at a certain point, almost every team is a lesser talent, right? But they've actually like won stuff. I'm not saying that the Sixers should have like a premature parade down Broad Street. I'm just saying that like, show me a team that's gonna gonna beat them. They were also beating, they beat the Cavs in that run. They've beaten the Rockets. They beat the Cavs handily. Yeah. In yeah. I also think that compared to a lot of the Eastern Conference teams that we've been watching, the Heat were, you know, fierce competitors. Yeah. 
I, watch yeah. these games, man. Like, does anybody? Did did the? Are you like, calling me? Are you calling me a blog boy? I'm not calling you a blog boy. I'm just saying, like, you're telling me that the Pacers look better than the Sixers, or the Cavs look better than the Sixers. The Sixers are playing like physically on a different mm-hmm. level than the Cavs. The That's Cavs right. are like, hopefully, Cal Corver can bail us out if LeBron is like sub superhuman. Yeah. That's fair. No, it's fair. I, say, I, I will say that teams. The thing about the Sixers is they have, they have a play style. And it fits their players, and the coach is totally aligned with what the players want to do and how they want to play, and they have a system that works. Um, and that's not a thing that you can say for Cleveland. every team in the East. Yeah. Cleveland is basically like LeBron, save us, please, right. every night, right, every second that they're out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the Bucks are like looking for a thing that will work on a consistent basis. The Celtics are decimated. And why are we you talking know? about the number one seed in the East? And the Raptors? It can't yeah. just be like hmm. that we're, that like, what is it? Like, let's actually interrogate it. Why do we always just shy away from talking about this team? There's just no central tension there that's yeah. that's new. We've been doing this for four years now. With the Raptors, yeah. And I also find... Well, Raptors fans would say you've been ignoring them for four years. It's not like you guys spent <laughs> all your Raptors headlines. Well, I had I was just banging out Pelicans news just for that's a while, right. so I didn't, have, right. I didn't have time to do it. No, I... <laughs> And as we've seen in this postseason, we're kind of true. And I also don't like the backlash to that backlash because it's like, oh, you guys just don't watch. You don't, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't know real basketball. Which my counter to that is like, fuck y'all. <laughs> okay. I just think you know, like, it's the best Raptors team in in the franchise's history. Fine. Like winning, we had. I need to see you win a series that matters. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I need to see you win like a first round series. In authoritative Convincingly. fashion. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but we need to see it. We need to see it yeah. happen once. Honestly, because they could they could very well, they're not going to, obviously, they can't be swept, but they could very well be just like the Blazers, where we were like, oh my God, they're so different, they're, so, yeah. they're a step up, but then it's like in the playoffs, they're so underwhelming. And I'm not saying they happen so far, but you could easily see them well, two, like, two against the like Wizards. That. Yeah. 2-2 yeah. two, two against the Wizards who like hated each other as recently as five minutes ago and like look on the verge of falling apart mm-hmm. at any given moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Really quick before we go, uh, I do want to do just some exit interviews. One line exit interviews. You guys have been pounding away on these basically as soon as a team, team, team gets eliminated from the playoffs, Haley or Paolo writes like what basically their season meant and what they have to do going forward. So let's t- talk about just a couple of the eliminated teams. San Antonio Spurs exit interview. What do you guys think is next for the Spurs? Obviously, the Kawhi question mark is enormous. Yeah. Not even setting Kawhi aside because ob- like it just like would change the the next ten years of this franchise if they sure. trade him. What what do you what do you see for the Spurs right now? I think. Obviously, the Kawhi thing is tied to this, but I think the coaching question is interesting because. All of their assistants are being rumored in a bunch of to, yeah. to a bunch of different jobs. Yeah. So it's like okay, if that is doing, having such a turnover, what does that mean for Pop, and what does that mean for the direction of the franchise too, in terms of rebuilding or re-upping or whatever they choose to do? I think that's also a big question. Yeah, his his time at San Antonio was supposed to be unofficially tied to this Kawhi window. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I think he got to the end of the Manu Paul Tim and Pal. Uh, sorry, Tony Manu and Tim thing. And people were like, oh, is Pop going to retire? He's like 68. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll just go coach Team ASA. And then it was like, but Kawhi gives them this window. 
Mm-hmm. And he, you know, this that 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 does impact things a little bit, I think. Well, the other thing is also like all of his assistants yeah. are getting interviews now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and so we wonder like not only are those guys liable to leave, but like what other guys are able to kind of like leak out of this team and start to go for They're about to lose like three or four guys from their bench too. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, give me a quick Wolves exit interview. Well, I mean, I think that it might be a little premature to think that Tibbs is on the hot seat. But would you call this season a success? Um, you know, I was as recent as like when they beat Denver and it was like super exciting. I was right. like, okay, they're in the playoffs, like that's enough. But honestly, it's it's kind of tough. All the glory goes away when you get mm-hmm. your ass kicked in a you know historic fifty point third quarter. Yeah. So I think that in the end, it actually wasn't. And I think now they're kind of realizing that they're a little bit stuck in the mud. You know, they have these three guys that they were supposed to build uh, this team on, and um, this summer Butler's up for an extension. So if they offer him the max and they offer Carl um, the rookie max extension. They'll be in a Thunder situation where they have three exactly. guys making all the money. And, and the sucky thing is, I mean, obviously they have to do it with Cat. I'm not sure about Butler because by the time that that extension would start, he'd be 30. So I'm not sure if that's also, the move. Butler gets hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the the Butler didn't play in the, in the at least the fourth quarter tonight. No, and also he had that stretch where he was hurt this season. And the problem is, is that they're already locked into the one guy who they should have, you know, out of the three, Wiggins. let go of. Yeah. yeah, that's the big question. Can you trade Wiggins at this point? And yeah. at that point, for what? There's yeah. a lot yeah. of toxic assets this summer. Right. There's guys like not toxic in terms of their personalities, but guys who I'm just like I have no idea what the mm-hmm. the market for Whiteside could be. Somebody, <laughs> threw out, somebody threw. Did you throw out the Kings? Somebody threw out the Kings earlier. I was like, the they Kings need, can't be that stupid. They need no. another center, yeah, like really bad. That was you. Kings. But like, that's the thing is that like no, you're, you're right. not wrong, and maybe you could talk Cuban when he strikes out on every free Ooh, agent again into yeah. going for him or something like that. Yeah. But like, what? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Here? So you yeah. got a Nerlens Noel. Can I interest you in a, in a Hassan Whiteside? Yeah. And who's, right. who's the Nets that you're gonna dump all this on? You know what I mean? Exactly. Who's the nets of like this summer? Yeah, yeah. that's a really yeah. good question. All right, we're going to go on to our mailbag now. Um, so we're going to answer some of your questions. And uh, Pal, you're going to answer. You're going to ask. Yeah, the questions. let's do it. Okay. So first one from Twitter, Vance Williams asks, "Would Houston Philly be the ultimate Rap City NBA Finals?" Rap City, as in like BET's yeah. Rap City. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Great question. I mean, Brooklyn versus. Like like a New York Brooklyn Eastern Conference series right. would be the ultimate Rhapsody yeah. one, or an Atlanta New York mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Finals, but Houston Philly has like, I mean it would be Maury with the ghost of Hinky. It would be a lot of like there's a couple of players that have been traded back and forth in that Houston situation. Oh Warriors too, the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Dave Dalla himself <laughs> That's is from true. the Bay Area. That's Toronto true. Drake. Toronto Drake it, like won't stop talking to John Wall, and it's just like when they mic him up, or the mic is close to him, and you hear Drake's voice, I'm like, it's not a great shit-talking voice. No. You know, it's not that intense. Shout out to Drake's Star Trek uh, windbreaker today. What's the next question you got? All right, uh, next one from Periscope, at Handsome Cheetah, wants to know, yeah. What's up, my guy? (laughs) Who looks more like a 1980s mobbed-up lawyer? Joe Prunty or Billy Donovan? Joey Prunes. Uh, Quinn Snyder. <laughs> Joey Prunes. Wow. Joey Prunes. Can we please Joey start calling Prince. him that? Joey Prunes. I mean, Fibs also has to be oh. in there. This is a deep class. He well, def- he's so definitely underboss material. What do you think? Prunty, is he like 
Prunty's the, the accountant who gets Prunty's shot the, in yeah, the Prunty's first the 20 accountant. minutes of a Marvel Prunty's movie. the accountant who loses the book yeah. that has all the figures in it. Billy Donovan, I, the Count Chocula here is not yeah. <laughs> that yeah. mafia to me. I don't know. He needs to take it low. I've been saying that for a while. And Tibbs is just like, <laughs> Tibbs is just like Wire season two. He's yeah. just like on the docks. That's good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what do you, what's the next one? So uh, from Periscope, Adam Frizzell, would you rather have Carmelo Anthony on your team or drink a gallon of Arby's sauce? A gallon? Yeah. A gallon is too much. Yeah. I've had Melo on my team, <laughs> no, so I, I guess I would drink. Like so I'm drinking you. the Arby's. I've had it. I've seen Melo on my team. It's a tough look. It's fine sometimes, very rarely, and then the rest of the time it's Would bad. you describe the arc of your Melo fandom? What was the most hopeful you ever was? <sighs> when I thought that Jackson was gonna really make him take a take a pay cut. <laughs> when he's really when I so thought the height of your mellow fandom also involved with him giving up money. Yeah, I thought when I really thought, wow, Phil Jackson's gonna be like, do you want to win or do you want to make money? And then and that I thought that Mello would really be like, yeah, let's put a team together, put a team together. I, he like I'm gonna take a pay cut. Let's like really assemble this squad and let's make a run at it. And then he was like, and then it was like. It's five million less than the max. You guys are wilding. Shout out to him opting in this summer. He's gonna opt in. What's the the Chris Rock line? Like that that tiger went tiger. I know. It's just mellow, man. I know. Mellow's not trying out. It's not the poison pill. What's the next one? Okay, so next one uh, from Twitter at Colt underscore Gerties. Are you reading these Twitter names before you say them? Because I feel like you're. No, I'm definitely not. I probably should. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, you know what? It is what it is. Uh, What (laughs) what Game of Thrones character would you compare to Round One Ben Simmons? Ta. It's it's it is Round One. So he's he's Rob Stark. He's winning a lot of battles, but we need Mm -hmm. to see. Hmm. That's good. Let's see. You think he's Rob Stark? I mean, does this guy make it to season three? Let's see. (laughs) What what could happen to him? Do you know something I don't know? I'm just saying. With that level of mystery, I think we will wrap it up there. For Haley, Jason, Justin, Paolo, Shocker, Keith, everybody in the booth, thank you for hanging out with us on a nice Wednesday night of NBA basketball. Thunder forever. Basketball is very good. Basketball is very good.